Hi there! Coach Antonio Aguirre here for the Life Deck Show. I'm very excited to bring you so much value in each podcast episode, like this one that you're about to listen to. Well, I do hope you enjoy listening to each episode just as much as I did recording this for you. Alright, let's dig into today's episode. Let's go! Okay, so we've been doing that since the 90s, Death Talk. It's an umbrella organization that takes care of all the martial arts that right. we do. You know, we do jiu-jitsu, we do wrestling, we did Salian. You remember Salian yeah. before? We do MMA, we do FMA, Kali Tactico, and everything. So Death Talk is the umbrella organization for all of that. How many total students do you have right now with, with Death Talk? Oh, we, we, we have more than a thousand already through the years. We're the largest team in Asia. We have a nationwide presence from Baguio all the way up to Davao. Right. And how many affiliates do you have? Like well, we used to have 40 city? plus. We had 40 plus before. And then we, we shrank down to about 26 because of the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. End of the year will be about 60. 60. Yeah. And like how many trainers do you have now in certified? With, oh, with like Nishida? in every area, there's a certified trainer. At least one. Yeah, I, I make sure because we okay. can't just put up one without, you know, How do you maintain trainer. that quality with, with Death Talk having it, It's so very hard. Schools. It's very hard. For example, you know, with any big organization, there's always going to be one or two people who think they know better, try to do better. Right. And they'll try to do underhanded things. So just like yesterday, we had Black Belt who's been with us for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Well, he does a lot of underhanded stuff behind my back, try trying to plan, you know, behind my back and everything. So just cut him off. Bye-bye. Okay. You know, as you grow bigger and, you know, the, the horizon becomes wider and, you know, grander, there's always people who are going to try to bring you down, you know, and do stupid shit because they couldn't do it themselves. <laughs> well, you know, it is typical, typical human nature. What do you call that? So when that happens, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little older right now and I don't like spending money in court cases, beating up people or whatever. Yeah. So I just cut them off. Yeah. That's it. You don't want to be part of this, part of this, what we're doing, then fine. It's okay. You build DevTap based on good relationships with people, right? Yes. Do you agree? Yes. Everything is purely relation. We have good bonds with everybody. We have good training and everything. It's surprising to see that majority, you know, until way, 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 only one or two percent turned out to be bad apples. Mm-hmm. But then the 98 percent still with us and going mm-hmm. strong after 20-something years. So DEFTA is in the passage of creating champions. Yes. Of fighters. Yeah, right? we have the largest kids team, largest women's team, largest adults, largest masters team, everything. We created the most champions. So, you know, it's, it's also very, very hard to maintain because there's a lot of people involved. But in the end, it all becomes worth it. We just did our general assembly the other time. More than 300 people showed up. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, you know, seeing everybody from the whole country show up. And this was supposed to be even all of us. This yeah. was just like a little bit from the different gyms. So, If you're talking to a parent, co-parent right now, mm-hmm. who wants to have their children enroll in, in DevTap? But they're scared mm-hmm. because they don't know what's, what's going to happen to their kids and stuff. Are they going to get injured or what? What do, you, what do you actually tell them? No, I tell them like this. I tell them to look at our kids' class and look at what uh, we've developed. We've had kids with mental problems, Mm -hmm. psychological problems show up, behavioral problems, problems in academics, just being generally shy. We've taken care of that and uh, we've created so many champions in the kids. Our kids' team that we, we sent over to Russia did really well. Now all of our kids are champions and it's actually different now. Before, I'd have to convince the parents, you know what, this is what will do for your kid. If you go to my gym now, we're always packed because we have good support from the parents and the yeah. parents are the ones who are pushing the kids to become <laughs> champions. It's different. I want my kid to be a champion. Can you help me? Sure, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you know, and it's nice because we get to see the parents bond with the, with the kids mm-hmm. and we get to bond with everybody. So right. it's, it's, it's a win-win. For the parents, all of the kids I know from, from me that did really, really well 
had the support of their parents. Right. As in, you look at them, their parents just sit there and wait and watch their kids. That's those true. are the kind of parents you want behind you. And I'm very, very happy that we, you know, we've attracted those types. Mm. We also make sure that they grow up without egos. They understand the qualities of loyalty, hard work, perseverance, learning how to fail and learning to come back stronger. And those are the qualities that anybody needs in life. Sometimes, you know, we have, you know, people who grow old with us and became black belts and never, apparently, you know, they just hid their true self so they couldn't <laughs> wait till they black belt so they could become like that, right? right? We will have bad eggs yeah, and yeah. that'll happen. Let's just like an organization. But then what happens, bye-bye. Yeah. We still move forward and we still keep growing every year. Nice. Basketball is, is really huge in the country. Mm -hmm. It's probably yes. the, the biggest sport in the Philippines for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you think like jiu-jitsu can be in that type of level? Because basketball is a team sport. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is like, you know, individual per se, but do you think it, like, it's something that can grow? Eventually when it gets the proper exposure, jiu-jitsu is one of the only sports that everybody can train in. 100%. The mother, the father, yeah. the kids can all train together. They can right. all be on the mat and we're very, very family-oriented in our country. They can all train on the mat. They can you know, work with equal effectiveness. When I went to Brazil, when I was 20 years old, whatever the 20-year-olds were doing, the 70-year-olds were doing. Right. Exactly that. It's like, wow, and it's a yeah. normal thing there. Yeah. So we can have that happen here. Also, like, you know, not everybody will be good in basketball to go to PBA high, you right. know, or, or even play in high school. That's, that's a different thing. In jiu-jitsu, anybody can get good at jiu-jitsu. Right. You don't have to be talented as long as you put in the work. Yeah. So that's what's beautiful about jiu-jitsu. So in uh, DEFTAC, we, we, one of our sayings there is, you know, it's a team to train with and a family to fight for. So when we say family, we treat everybody around us as family, so literally as family. We always take care of each other. We always support one another. What's nice is we have, you know, so many family members enrolling at the same time. We have fathers and sons, nice. daughters, everything. And, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that way. Me, myself, our whole family trains. Myself, me, my sons, my five-year-old daughter, we yeah. all train together and it's beautiful. How does Jiu-Jitsu develop like a young kid's personality mm. as, a, as a kid grows up? Okay. What does it do for a kid, like say, someone starts at like five years old, seven years old, what does it do for them? At first, you know, we make sure it's half fun and half instruction. Okay. So the kid has to have fun first and foremost. Yeah. You can't, you know, just do yeah. this, do this, that kind of thing, okay? so. We make them have fun first. And then later on, we take out the game still by the and we put in more and more instructions. Now, one of the main things Jiu-Jitsu teaches you is to be self-sufficient. In Brazil, there's an old school saying, the mats are where the little boy will cry and the mommy cannot hear. Okay, we don't make the kids cry or anything like that, <laughs> but the kids don't complain. They get to learn to be self-sufficient. That if I did this mistake, no one's at fault, Right. just me. So how do I make sure I don't make this mistake again? I do this and I practice more. So these are the skills they pick up that later on in life, it's the same thing. I failed because, and now this is what I have to do. Nice. I cannot blame anybody else except myself. Okay. In the end, we're the only ones uh, responsible for how high or how long we get. All right, let's talk about Cali Tactico. Mm -hmm. What's so important about Cali Tactico that's so different from the other arts that you have? Well, Cali Tactico is really how to defend yourself in a life or that situation. I've been fortunate to be able to train the you know, the U.S. Marines, the U.S. Navy SEALs, the Philippine Marines, you know, a lot of the Scott Rangers here, you know, elite military units. At first, I didn't want to teach it to civilians mm -hmm. because it could be a life or death situation. But uh, I think now more than ever, people need this. And uh, of course, we choose who we teach this to. Um, why is it different from other Filipino martial arts? Well, a lot of other Filipino martial arts is, you know, I have taken a lot of, I'm an instructor in so many, about five or six. A lot of that 
is beautiful, it's effective, but you can't walk around with a stick yeah. all the time. You can't walk around with an itak all the time. Right. You know, there, there's other things that to take into consideration. There's so many, and I've been through so much on the street that there's a certain culture on the street that people have to know before they start fighting. Like, for example, all of you guys to take Ernest. It's not like someone's gonna have an Ernest here and Ernest here, get ready, let's go fight. Yeah. No, it's not like that. Okay? The stick fights I've seen is usually just go boom, 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 boom. It's just one guy yeah. hitting one guy, and then Done. one guy trying to fight back with a stick, then everybody just brushes him. And every, then later on, you see somebody squirting mm -hmm. out blood. You know, it's, it's really that bad. And it's not like, okay, ready, ready, you know? I mean, that's part of the training, but you have to be used to what really happens. And that's what I prepare people for. We're gonna be releasing that online. We have a, we have a website, my website is albinagalar.com. Okay. We'll be releasing those lessons. Every week, a new lesson pops up. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. And then every time we, we will have interaction when you wanna go further, and that, that's you know, the best thing, because you know, self-preservation is always the best. In the end, you know, even if there's the police, there's the court of law and everything else, you are the only one responsible for defending yourself. Right. Your lessons in Kaltak are like once a week, right? One mm -hmm. lesson, one drill, mm -hmm. they have to do repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Until it becomes like sort of a muscle memory. Yes. Right? That's what you're trying to develop mm -hmm. when you're, you're talking about real life situations, street mm -hmm. fights, mm -hmm. and actual... If you read the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, like Bruce Lee's thing, is one of the reasons why people are not being able to defend themselves is that number one is they're not training the system. Of course, the muscle memory and everything is there. If you're not training the system or any system, when someone attacks you, <laughs> you're dead. You don't know you what can't to do. Just, you know, there's right. some people who are natural fighters, but what happens if you're not one of those people? Right. Then you have to struggle now, especially if you're surprised. I've been surprised a lot in my, in, in, when I was younger and I've been ambushed and everything. You know, if you don't have a strong mind, you get ambushed, that's it. Because yeah. a lot of people, when they get hit, boom, they start doing this. No. Yeah. In a street fight, in a real fight, you get hit here, your other eye better be open because you got to see the next one happening. God, yeah. See, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life. How different is it like when you see the ones in, in the movies as being done, like with the knife fight, the, between uh, the real, real one? Uh, the, the, the ones in the movie, of course, you know, they have to show the knife and everything. If right. you're a real knife fighter, you're not you're gonna make sure that they never see your knife. It'll be and that's it, you know, they hide right. the knife right away. Right beside you and then gone. And that's it, it's gone. You always, you always show it in your videos that it's always to be stealth. Yes. Right? Because you don't wanna show your, your Yeah, your that's knife the worst thing. It's like, public. hi, I'm a knife fighter, look. And right. then you have all the witnesses and everything, right. you know. Of course, you have to worry about the witnesses later on, even if you're defending yourself. Because let's say somebody was supposed to kill you and everything like that, and then you were able to bring out a knife and you use it against the person, even if it was legal and everything. But if the other guy doesn't know what the story is, and he, he, he testifies against you, I saw him stabbing him. And then, you know, you have no bail, you have to wait for the court case to finish. By that time, you're already an old man after 10, 15 years, you know. It's crazy. So you have to be able to understand the law, also understand your environment and everything. And that's what we do also in Cali Tactical. Okay. Is it also applicable in, in Cali Tactical wherein when you say your best offense is a good defense? Yes, well, what we do is we make sure that uh, the best defense is awareness. Awareness, okay. Yeah, a lot of people say, you know what, I always go home at night and I'm always alone <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that nobody, why do you go home alone then? You yeah. find a way to, you know, and then find a better route or, you know, find another way out of there. You know, you, don't, you, know you don't know how to fight, so why would you be, you know, risking right. yourself, right? Another thing people have to understand is, you know, if someone's just getting money, just give it. You know, that's replaceable, but your life is irreplaceable. Right. I'll give you a story real quick. We had a student, he was held up around near La Salle with a knife. Okay, fought back, beat up the guy. It's okay, no problem. Second time, they came back at him again. Same people, tried, held him up again, 
Guess what happened? He beat them up again. Okay, we're all good. Third time, they found him again. So, okay, he's like, okay, business as usual. <laughs> Shot him in oh, the face, and that was it. Gone. All he had to do was give his cell phone. You know, they came from a very good family and a very good, uh, you know, he was a very good guy also. And it was just too bad it happened. But, uh, you know, just like I was saying to everybody, even him, I told him, you know, if they want to get your cell phone, just give it. Unless you have your porn there or something, right? <laughs> or delete my, my, delete my, yeah, uh, delete, delete my search history. <laughs> no, but yeah, if it's not something... Not everyone like, uh, should try to be like Steven Seagal. Oh, no. No, not even Steven Seagal can defend himself, trust right. me. You know, if there's a real guy, okay, if there's a guy who's really intent on stabbing you, right. he will cut you. He will cut you. There's no like, way. Cut you at, at least. Yeah. Right. So I'm an instructor in how many martial arts, Filipino martial arts and everything. Look at how many scars I've, I have being stabbed and everything. So, and I've survived, yeah, but you know, I still get cut. Look, you see this? My finger almost got cut off. I'm here. I have 25 stitches here. You know, I, I had so many, so... Because you used that to defend yourself, right? Yeah, this guy was left-handed when he got inside. Because like, when feel you're going to get cut, you're really going to get cut. So you give spots where you, you, you could get cut I, instead I, live. I, 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 was, I was expecting it from the right, but he was stabbed me from the left. It's like, oh, wow, what the hell? <laughs> so it was that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. And then uh, this thing was really open like this. And then, uh, In your arms, which ones do you use best to defend yourself? Okay, real quick. If, okay, if you real, don't have a knife. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Um, okay, I'll give you a quick lesson. So if you're going to defend yourself against a knife, there are parts of our body that can be cut. Okay, okay. that's what you sacrifice. Okay? So number one is this. Okay, because it's all bone. Okay, it'll open up, yeah, but you won't die. Of course, you cannot block like this, because if this gets uh, hit, oh, then you're shit. dead. <laughs> if this gets hit, you won't be able to move your fingers, right? So, it's this. Because if you do this, look, if you do this, you'll be able to move your fingers, because right. this is connected to your fingers, right? So this is what you block with, everything here. Okay, next. When you block, okay, you cannot block this way, because if I get the thumb, then you won't be able to <laughs> grab anything anymore, right? So you're allowed to get these two cut off. And keep these three. Okay? That's how you sacrifice it. You know, if you're going to sacrifice something, that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's what almost happened to me. See? This, this thing almost came off, actually. So if you looked at, if uh, you see that scar right, there, yeah. yeah. So, this, my, my finger was hanging after a while. So, we met a lot of colorful people during our, <laughs> our youth. <laughs> you live to tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to share it and tag me on your social media accounts and I'll do my best to repost or comment on it. Follow me on Instagram at AntonioGirid.Junior. Leave a comment about this episode and subscribe to me on my YouTube channel, Coach Antonio Aguirre Jr. I'll talk to you soon on the next podcast episode. All right? Peace.